the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Welcome. Thanks for coming along today for the Tuesday edition of The Ride Home. Kath has the day off, so I'll be here with you solo today throughout these uh, next couple of hours. Uh, I was talking to my, one of my sisters. I, I've talked about this before. I have a large family. I'm one of seven kids. All of us are still here. All of us, I, I think, are doing pretty well um, physically. <laughs> we, we plan to be here for a while. But, you know, there, there's something about growing up in a large household with nine people that um, it, it shapes you, of course. You know, you know, you're a product of your childhood environment in many ways. So seven kids uh, in that house with one bathroom, I might add, five sisters, um, all nine of us, my brother, myself, and uh, my five sisters and my mother and father. Uh, to say that there was uh, controlled chaos, it probably it, it undersells things in a way, because generally there was chaos. And it, it took a really strong hand. My mother, essentially, was the one who kind of you know set the tone. She ruled the roost. She kept things in order, kept things moving forward. Of course, my dad, my dad he, at various times, he worked uh, often, most of the time, at least two jobs and often three jobs. So my dad was there, but, you know, not there in, in a way. All that to say, I, I talked to my sister last night, and uh, one of my sisters, just checking in, wanted to see how you're doing. I said, what did you do today? She says, nothing. I said, what, what do you mean, nothing? She says, literally, I did nothing. She said, I, I didn't pick up my computer or my phone. I didn't watch television. I didn't do anything. He said, I sat on the couch in total silence. And you know what? She didn't have to say anything else because I get it. Because of our upbringing and because there was always motion and noise, lack of space, and primarily lack of privacy, I think all of us, all of us, the seven of us adults, more than anything, are isolationists just by the very nature of, in our early years, we were always surrounded by each other. So now in in later life, I think all of us crave alone time, and more importantly, I think all of us crave silence. I've been thinking about that. How much time out of a day, do you think you, you personally spend in total silence and not doing anything, not picking up your phone, not looking at your tablet, not having the TV set or the news or music on in the background, just plain, unadulterated, as much as you can scrape into total silence. 
I know for a lot of people, silence makes it makes people nervous, doesn't it? I mean, if, if I would sit here on the air and not say anything for 30 seconds or so, people would get nervous, like we're off the air or he's having a stroke or there's an emergency or, or some such thing. And, and even, you know, just by yourself s- sitting there, it's hard not to break into a wall of something, right? To, to want to engage in some, you get itchy, your mind gets anxious, it does. And I think about that often because, you know, before there was mass media, before there was radio, which, of course, in many ways was the beginning of mass media that united people from long distances. And so before there was radio and then, of course, everything after that. But before there was, for the most part, most people in this world often throughout the day were surrounded by silence. And I think that defined us now. It's just one of those things about the modern time. What is it like, especially as believers, you and I, to sit in silence and surrender ourselves in prayer? It's a really powerful thing, isn't it? Really powerful. I would encourage you, as a means of connection with yourself and with our Father in heaven, and Christ Jesus and the Holy Spirit around us to engage in active nothingness. I think it does something really good for the soul, for all of us, for yourself. Anyway, just a thought about uh, as we start the day. So uh, we always get underway by looking at the top news stories of the day. Without further ado, let me please present to you the top four at four. It's hard to believe one man's imprint in this world. And I'm not talking about um, the president of the United States or the president of Russia, whatever you want to call him. I'm talking about Elon Musk because uh, Elon Musk settled into talks today with the people who are trying to sell Twitter. And immediately the stock market went up. And I also read about Elon Musk yesterday. Elon Musk has gotten into into a Twitter fight with uh, Ukrainian President Voldemar Zelensky after the tech billionaire floated a divisive proposal to end Russians' invasion. The Tesla CEO is soon facing a court fight over his attempt to that $44 billion offer to buy Twitter, has instead gone on to Twitter and said that Russia should be allowed to keep the Crimea Peninsula that it seized in 2014. He also said Ukraine should adopt a neutral status, dropping a bit to join NATO following Russia's partial mobilization of reservists. Musk also crossed red lines for Ukraine and its supporters by suggesting that four regions Russia is moving to annex following the Kremlin-orchestrated referendums denounced by the West as a sham should hold repeat votes organized by the United Nations. Musk noted that Crimea was part of Russia until it was given to Ukraine under the Soviet Union in the 1950s and said that a drawn-out war likely will not end in a resounding Ukrainian victory. The positions are anathema, quote, for Zelensky, who considers them pro-Kremlin. The Ukrainian leader has pledged to recover all the terrain conquered in the war and considers Crimea as Ukraine to reclaim as well. Musk also launched a Twitter poll asking, quote, the will of the people, end quote, should decide if seized regions remain part of Ukraine or become part of Russia. And in a sarcastic response, 
Zelensky posted a Twitter poll of his own asking, which Elon Musk do you like more? One who supports Ukraine or one who supports Russia? Musk replied to Zelensky and said, I very much support Ukraine, but I'm convinced the massive escalation of the war will cause great harm to Ukraine and possibly the war, the world. Elon Musk chiming in on the Wall Street uh, rise and, of course, on Russia as well. How about this? Uh, A judge has ruled here locally in Pittsburgh uh, for the city to remove the Christopher Columbus statue from Shenley Park. Pittsburgh officials are free to remove from Shenley Park the divisive Christopher Columbus statue. It wasn't divisive. For probably 100 years almost, the statue was not divisive. The central figure in a years-long battle pitting history against itself, the statue, which has been vandalized numerous times, remains standing and wrapped in plastic as of today, as it has for nearly two years. Marina Montano, a spokesman for Mayor Ed Ganey's office, said the administration is, quote, reviewing the opinion and looking at the next steps moving forward, end quote. The Italian Sons and Daughters of America and its attorneys filed the lawsuit in October of 2020 following a vote by the Pittsburgh Art Commission to remove the statue from Shenley Park. And then Mayor Bill Peduto recommended its removal as well. The 800-pound statue of the 15th century explorer and colonializer colonializer, was built in 1958, three years after the city passed an ordinance allowing the Sons of Columbus to build and install it. You may have heard the news that Kenny Pickett will be starting as the Steelers quarterback versus the Buffalo Bills. Mike Tomlin never had a definitive timeline on when to hand the keys to the Pittsburgh Steelers offense to Kenny Pickett. If anything, Tomlin wanted to delay a move that seemed inevitable from the moment the Steelers drafted Pickett with the 20th pick overall six months ago. Ask as recently as a week ago how he would know it's time. Tomlin shrugged and simply said, quote, you just kind of know when you're there, end quote. So the Steelers are off to a 1-3 and three start, heading into the most daunting stretch of their schedule. Apparently, Bill Tom, or Mike Tomlin knows the time is now, and Kenny Pickett will start on Sunday. Remains identified as those of a 14-year-old Pennsylvania girl who went missing in 1969 have been identified. The sad story, Joan Marie Diamond of Wilkes-Barre, who vanished from an Andover Street Park in Wilkes-Barre in 1969. Of course, uh, how were these remains uh, identified? Like they've been identified recently, at least past several years, through DNA profiles and databases. It's good news for the family that there is closure. Imagine your child or your sister missing all those many years and finally being identified. Uh, Good news, I would say, probably to a a sad story. We'll take a, a quick break. When we do come back, We're going to talk about something that's happening this weekend, the National Faith and Blue Weekend. And uh, stay with us. Zanetta L. Wingfield will join us to talk about Faith and Blue Weekend. That's next. You're on the ride home. 101.5 Word FM, W-O-R-D. We'll sometimes say that's like heaven on earth. Just an expression. But this week on A New Beginning... Pastor Greg Laurie points out how unlike earth, heaven will be. We'll take a tour of our eternal home based solely on the insights God provides in his word. Join us this week on A New Beginning with Pastor Greg Laurie. A New Beginning with Greg Laurie, weekday mornings at 1030 on WORD. Train up a child in the way they should go. 
Well, you know the rest. It's a calling you take very seriously as a Christian parent. And Trinity Christian School in Forest Hills seeks to honor your commitment by working together with parents to prepare students who are academically sound and spiritually ready to take their place in the world through a classical approach to education that helps build a faith from which they will never depart. Trinity Christian School, one of the top K-12 schools in Allegheny County at trinitychristian.net. Reverse mortgages. Perceptually, those words were kind of bad words for a while. And still today, in many cases, it's not the perfect fit. But without a doubt, today's reverse mortgage program, now insured by the federal government, is night and day different from that of old. If you or someone you love is over the age of 62 and can't afford to retire, today's reverse mortgage program can be life-changing. This new option does not require you to give up ownership of your home, it will not leave your heirs with debt, and it can provide you with lifetime monthly payments from the value of your home, or even a cash-out option. At United Faith Mortgage, our commitment is to clearly lay out all the details for you or your parents' specific case, and then only take on cases where it's clearly obvious to everyone involved that this is a no-lose situation. If you're curious what it would look like for you or someone you love, we are United Faith Mortgage. Call for free information on reverse loans. United Mortgage Corp, Melbourne, New York. And a blessing 1330. That's the Department of Banking and Securities. Mortgage Lender License 22672. Hearth and Home Furnishings in Zelenopol offers plenty of ways to get cozy this fall. Bring beauty, value, and warmth to your home with their wide selection of American-made gas, electric, and wood-burning fireplaces. Or choose the authentic rustic charm of a gas or wood-burning stove or insert. And their realistic vented gas logs allow you to set the mood without the mess. Relax and get comfortable with Hearth and Home Furnishings in Zelianople at hearthandhomepa.com. All of us come from somewhere. All of us have origin stories. From executive producer Larry Elder. Divine Providence was clearly operating in the lives of black Americans. And director Justin Malone. When I was growing up, we were never taught that America was bad. We were raised to love America. Comes the continuation of their 2020 hit film, Uncle Tom. Uncle Tom Part 2, an American odyssey. Available on Salem Now. It is a very difficult proposition to be involved in law enforcement. These last several years have uh, seen uh, people look at law enforcement, uh, the blue on the streets, with um, some measure of defiance, perhaps, looking at uh, policing with new rules, new governance coming soon to a community near you. Well, this weekend is the National Faith and Blue Weekend. It's a weekend that facilitates safer and stronger communities by engaging law enforcement officers. Here to talk to us about the National Faith and Blue Weekend is Zanetta L. Wingfield. She is a gospel recording artist, a pastor, a teacher, a caregiver, and deeply connected to National Faith and Blue. Zanetta, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, John. I'm honored to be here. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you for have, being with us here. Zanetta, uh, talk to us about um, the National Faith in Blue Weekend. Uh, to be honest, this has been going on now for a couple of years, but it's it's a big rollout here in Pittsburgh this weekend. Yes. Um, we have been involved with this from its inception. It started in 2020. And the way Faith in Blue started, um, a pastor named uh, Reverend Markel Hutchins in Atlanta he managed to contact every major national law enforcement agency in America and get them on board with this movement to allow houses of faith 
to be a bridge and a connector between the police and the communities to foster relationship, you know. And so once a year on National Faith and Blue Weekend, there are all sorts of activities going across all, you know, all over the United States. And I believe that last year, Pennsylvania had the most events. We had 162 events across our state. And so, you know, it's catching on and it's really growing across the nation. Um, And and the activities can be anything. Uh, You're going to have a a tailgate with the police in the community or a baseball game, a book reading, a a sit-down forum, uh, ride-alongs, visit the police station, just anything to bring people together and allow them to start to relate to one another. Fabulous. And of course, I'm not saying anything that uh, people don't know, but with the death of George Floyd, there was a, a, a huge uprising. There was a, a great mm-hmm. call for defund the police, which is an initiative that uh, to this day has very strong legs. In, in many yeah. ways, is the National Faith and Blue Weekend sort of a response to that? Yes, I, I would say I would say so. With all the upheaval that that brought and sure. some other events that ha- you know happened leading up to that. You know, it's like we keep marching around the same mountain and we're not getting the results. And I'm so glad that they said, what's the missing piece is the like the largest volunteer organization in in the country. And that's our churches. We're at the pulse and and what's going on. We're often counseling families who have been affected by these by these events. And so, you know, we're not going to legislate love. You can't force people to to get along. Right. And it's only through relationship. That you know, it's like we got to try something different. That's it's only good. through relationship, but we're going to start to kind of pull down these barriers and walls. Years ago, I, I lived in uh, the Bloomfield neighborhood here in the city of Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. and at the time, uh, the city of Pittsburgh had uh, cops on bicycles, uh, which wow. was super cool. I mean, you know, th- there you'd be out in the streets, you know, walking down Liberty Avenue through the heart of Bloomfield, right. and you'd see these same, I think there was a couple of guys, uh, Keith Convrich w- was one of the police officers, who's no longer a police officer, but he was one of these guys, you'd see them there every day, they'd strike up a conversation, you know, it, it was... It was sort of subversive in a way because it would just sort of, you know, demystified everything instead of there being, right. a, you know, a police cruiser, you know, and, uh, you know, someone behind a windshield with the windows up. You got to see the guys, men and right. women, and it sort of demystified, you know, what it was to be a police officer on the streets. Yeah, it, you know, the solution seems to be really simple. Um, but people have to not be afraid of one another. Yeah. You know, we're trying to. Faith and Blue Pittsburgh. So we're we're a we're an extension of the work that began one of the chapters. in Atlanta. Yeah. So we're Faith and Blue Pittsburgh, and we're doing things. We're we're building, you know, into an office. So we are going to be present all the time here in Pittsburgh to help people facilitate events and things like that, and to make connections. We, all the activities that are going on are not done by us. There, it, this is all grassroots. I see. We're having an, you know, we're doing our thing, but we're in support of all these other people and, you know, we're going to be helping people put on their events as well as, as much as possible. Um, but, you know, we have to be able to see both sides. The police have to know who they're serving and protecting. Yep. And the people have to understand that the police are people just like they are with families and with split second decisions, you know, this is going to mean your life or, or you, you don't ever see your family again, or, you know, your training kicks in, 
you know, we've got to be able to see both sides and not have this hair trigger, if, if you will, reaction and knee-jerk reaction to everything that happens. And then everything gets so muddled that we can't even see the forest for the trees. Yeah. Because everyone just gets inflamed and chooses sides. And, you know, that's what we're trying to combat. That's really good. Zanetta Winfield joins us. Zanetta's a recording artist, a pastor, a teacher, a caregiver. We're talking about the National Faith and Blue Weekend. It is this weekend. So, uh, Zanetta, of course, uh, you're a believer. I'm a believer. Of course, it's good to have the church lead all this, right, to be agents of peace in the community. That's one of the things that the church does really, really well. So talk about the city of Pittsburgh, your involvement with a local church, and how you're acting as that bridge, how you're engaging, whether it's the city of Pittsburgh police or local boroughs. Okay, now I, um, li- I've i lived most of my life in Washington County. I was raised in Greene County, okay. but I moved to Allegheny County a little over a year ago. So I live here, but my church is in Washington County. I see. And we, what we're trying to do is reach out regionally. We want to affect this entire region, not just the city of Pittsburgh, cool. but all of our small um, police forces and churches. To me, this is, this is such a beautiful ministry tool. And it's so the, 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 the benefits are so multi-layered to get police talking to citizens, to get churches talking to other churches, people who aren't, aren't faith, you know, believers in Jesus Christ to, to speak with people who, do, who are not people of faith. And there's just so much help that can be done in our communities through relationship. You know, the Bible tells us to know those that labor among us. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's basically that principle. Yeah. So, you know, we're just, tr- just events, just things that we're, that we're doing um, just to bring people together. And it doesn't even matter. And that's why it has to be done at the grassroots because you know your community. You know what the problems are. You know what the needs are. You know what's going to work in yep. your com- in your community. So, you know, that's what we're doing. We have an event coming up this weekend I'm really, really excited about. Fabulous. So tell us about it. Is there a roster of events that go on all weekend long? Yes, we, we are having some things go on um, that we have an event that's not a public event. It's going to be with a conglomeration of pastors because they are the key to this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we have to be able to put aside our personal feelings, um, whether you had a run in with the police years ago or, you know, we have to put that aside mm-hmm. and do the work of reconciliation. And uh, we, this is a cry also for me, for all the churches in this region to become a part of this. You don't have to be a large church. Uh, a, a lot of churches are not effective in their communities or not connected at all. And this is a great road for that. It's not only a bridge between the police and the citizenry, but also the church and the citizenry. It's, it's a great ministry tool. And there are, and this isn't something like, oh, we're the only ones doing this. There are other organizations and churches who are doing this work, and they are partnering with us as well. You know, we got to do this together. And that's, that's the name of the game. Yeah. Okay, so then tell us about one event, whether it's here locally in Allegheny County or in different other counties. You're part of something that's going on this weekend. Oh, yes. Our flagship event is a gospel workshop concert. So what's going to happen is we start on Thursday evening. We have rehearsal Thursday, rehearsal Friday evening, and rehearsal Saturday um, afternoon. We're learning songs. We have, and and we wanted to carry this theme of togetherness and, and, um, What's what's the word? Uh, working together. So we we have musicians who are working together. We have different directors who are teaching the songs. So it's not just one 
core group of people. I see. Um, so they're going to teach these songs and these rehearsals. And we have people from the community. We have some police officers, some retired police officers, people from the church who are just going to come form this mass choir. Cool. They're going to learn songs and we're putting on an amazing concert on Sunday afternoon. And all this is taking place at the historic Ebenezer Baptist Church on Wiley Avenue in the Hill District. Fabulous. So, so are you saying it's open to anyone? Anybody who wants to sing? To anybody, anybody wants to be part of it? Whether you're, you know, yes. just regular Joe citizen mm-hmm. uh, and, and you're, you know, police officer, whatever, people can sign up. Is that what they do? They sign up? Absolutely. Cool. I, I tried to, you know, get the word out. I threw it out on Facebook. And so I am getting contacted from people that I don't even know. Hey, I want to be a part of that. Nice. And we want this choir to be as big as possible. So, you know, if you sing, you like to sing, you can carry a tune. Are you going to lip sync? I don't even care. <laughs> you know, come on and join because there's going to be a lot of voices there. And, it, you know, come and join us. You don't have to be even a churchgoer. You, you know, you don't have to be an amazing singer. It's really about just having an experience and creating something beautiful together. That's cool. Community and, and, and the, unity. And the audience. Yeah. Yeah, okay. and, and the audience, it's free. It's free to the public. Fabulous. Okay, first the rehearsals Thursday night, then Friday, then Saturday, and the concert itself is on Sunday. Yes. Very good. If people want to sign up, they go where? How do they do this? All they need to do, and, I, and you know, this is this is my grassroots efforts too, is just inbox me if you have Facebook. I'm Zanetta, Z-A-N-E-T-T-A. You see my name on the screen there, L. Wingfield. Yep. That's how I appear. Um, or you can email me at Z. W I N is a Nancy G zero one at gmail.com Z wing zero one at gmail.com. And, and all I need is your email so that I can get the materials out to you. That's great. And also, so, you know, in preparation for our conversation today, I look online and of course there's a, there's a national initiative as well. So, you know, there's mm-hmm. national websites, but you're saying this is a local thing for Pittsburgh, Allegheny County, Westmoreland County, wherever you are within the sound of our voices, yes. you can be part of this event that's happening at Ebenezer Baptist Church on Sunday. Yes. And if you're interested also in this, in this restorative work, this reconciliation, we have a Facebook page. It's just simply Faith in Blue Pittsburgh. You know, we're doing things all year, not just this weekend. Uh, we're, we're doing, we're, we're trying to mobilize the churches. We're trying to implement, you know, the reaching out, um, educate people on, on what reconciliation is and celebration as well. That's good. So we're having events all along that whole spectrum. Zanette, I can tell you how much I love this. I mean, seriously, you know, we're used to backbiting and people pointing fingers at each other, angry and, you know, clenching the fist and gnashing. Yeah. Yeah. So this is excellent. I I really applaud this effort. I I hope there's a great turnout this week. People come together in the community with unity. Of course, Jesus in the middle of all this to uh, make sure that National Faith in Blue Weekend is a success and that there's some outlaying of the, you know, river of peace that goes beyond that when this time is over. So thanks. That's right. That's very good. Thank you so much, Sean. My pleasure. Thank you. Zanetta Winfield, you can find her online at Facebook, uh, Faith in Blue Pittsburgh on Facebook. This is super cool. So let's all be together and uh, come together in song, in unity, for the community, white, black, and blue all together. This is Kathy Emmons. John and I are grateful for the encouragement we have from all of our advertisers and especially our friends at Grove City College. Thanks to everyone at Grove City for supporting the ride home. 
Are you drowning in IRS tax debt? I owe the IRS $37,000. Get ready for a toll-free hotline. Take advantage of new IRS tax forgiveness programs that may protect you from IRS collection agencies. They have the power to garnish your wages, put liens on your property, and levy your bank account. Civic Tax Relief can help protect you from the IRS. Civic Tax Relief basically represented me against the IRS, and by the time everything was completed, I didn't owe the IRS anything. Find out about the Fresh Start program that is now available through Civic Tax Relief. Civic Tax Relief's special tax hotline can help you discover all the relief programs available for free. I would recommend anyone who has a tax problem to contact Civic Tax Relief. Just call 800-506-5803. 800-506-5803. Don't wait. Call now. 800-506-5803. 800-506-5803. Charlie Dombeck here from Key City Capital. As a practicing CPA for nearly 30 years, I have found that 80% of your ability to grow your wealth is dependent upon two factors, taxes and investment performance. At Key City Capital, we improve investment performance by diversifying capital into off-market investment opportunities in passive rental real estate and alternatives like asset-backed lending. We recover dollars that clients unnecessarily pay in the form of income taxes, creating a lifetime annuity of savings. We are a sponsor of passive, affordable, single, and multifamily residential rental investments, which are located in Sunbelt landlord-friendly states. These investments are the top choices in a rising interest rate and inflationary environment. They represent a store of value protecting your capital from market volatility. Learn how we at Key City Capital can help you ultimately grow your wealth rapidly. Connect with me at KeyCity capital.com or give me a call at 817-912-1569. Want to say big on new blinds? Blindster.com offers custom-made blind shades and shutters shipped directly to you at prices less than big box retailers. Shop Blindster now and save 45% off any order. Just use code radio. Offer and soon shop today. Blindster.com. 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, play the word Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart Tune in and Odyssey. Let's face it, we love Alexa, and we'd love to let her find your favorite radio station. This one, of course. She could find us easier if we taught her a simple skill. To get started, simply say, Alexa, enable the word Pittsburgh skill. And after she confirms, you can then say, Alexa, play the word Pittsburgh. That's all you have to do, and Alexa will learn how to find us. You can listen to us through your Amazon Echo, Echo Show, Echo Dot, and Amazon Tap devices. Alexa, what is your favorite radio station? That's easy. Word 101.5. Partly cloudy skies expected for tonight. We'll reach a nighttime low of 44. Mostly sunny skies tomorrow. We'll see a high tomorrow of 70. Clear to partly cloudy skies tomorrow night with areas of fog late below 45. Thursday, areas of morning fog, otherwise some sunshine giving way to clouds, will reach a high of 70. With your AccuWeather forecast. I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. Throughout the entirety of the pandemic, I I flew just the one time, just once in the last couple of years out to uh, South Dakota to see family. But, you know, know, when you fly, if you've flown, of course, since, you know, 2001, um, the indignity of it all, it, it, and it's it's humiliating in some way, right? I mean, you take off your belt, you take off your shoes, you empty your pockets, you, you know, you, it's like you f- flush everything off of you, and then you put it in those little plastic bins, and you find your way through security. Well, here's a weird story. 
Um, just because an airport's carry-on security checkpoint is loaded with TSA officials, it doesn't mean the belongings you place into the bin are safe from theft. From theft. Yesterday, a 60-year-old Republic Airways flight attendant was arrested at Reagan National Airport, according to Yahoo News, after swiping another passenger's $8,000 bracelet while going through the TSA line. The owner of the bracelet had placed her jewelry in a bin that was moving on a conveyor belt, but as required by TSA, she uh, herself went through security, caught up to the bin, and her bracelet was missing. This is from Yahoo. Uh, Metropolitan Washington Airport's authority spokeswoman Crystal Norsel said Rebecca Valley, 60, of Wesley Chapel, Florida, who works for the regional carrier, was charged with one count of grand larceny. The owner of the jewelry reported that it was valued at $8,000. TSA spokesperson Lisa Farberstein said in an email that the victim, who has not been identified, told security workers that her jewelry was missing after she went to the checkpoint. Officers from the Metropolitan Washington Airport's Authority Police Department and TSA examined recordings of the checkpoint and saw a second traveler in a flight attendant's uniform pick up the jewelry. Police found the alleged thief in the airport terminal where the jewelry was recovered. Now, just last week, um, before yesterday's incident, a man was arrested at Newark Liberty Liberty International Airport, according to Yahoo, after pinching another passenger's wedding band from the TSA security checkpoint. The thief was booked on a flight that was about to take off, but authorities boarded the plane before the plane did. This is a story with a happy ending, said uh, FSA Director Tom Carter. The video was sharp, and there was a clear image of what the thief looked like. Personally, uh, it always makes me nervous uh, to to put your valuables in there. But you think, heck, I mean, it's this really super controlled area. You'd be safe, but you're not safe. So nothing sacred. Nothing sacred at all. All right, we'll take a quick break. When we do come back, we're going to talk about God's common grace in a time of war and rumors of war. Tim Muehlhoff is with us from Biola University. That's next for Pittsburgh's Christian Talk, The Ride Home, here on Word FM. 101.5 WORD. Turning Point with David Jeremiah. Let's not only buy the truth, let's be the truth. Let's tell the truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth. Let's stand against the things that are false by standing up for the things that are true. Let's stop posturing and actually be the people we want people to think we are. Join Dr. David Jeremiah for his series, The World of the End, next time on Turning Point. This evening at 7.30 on 101.5 WORD. Hi, this is John Hall. You've all helped build my pillow into the incredible company it is today, and I've trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. On top of the special exclusively from my listeners on the Brickell and Giza Dream bed sheets, marked down as low as $29.98, Mike is now changing the game with his three-piece towel set. The set is made with USA cotton, making it extremely absorbent, yet still providing that soft feel you look for in a towel. The set comes with one bath, one hand towel, one washcloth, typically retailing for $49.99. Now, for a limited time, you get this three-piece towel set for the low price of $19.98 with a promo code WORD. 
Don't miss out on this incredible offer. This is a limited supply, so be sure to order now. Call 1-800-391-0954. Use the promo code WORD or go to MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener square and use promo code WORD. These offers will not last long, so order now with promo code WORD at MyPillow.com for this radio-exclusive offer on all bed sheets. Bachman's Roofing and Solar is your local award-winning roofer. Stop waiting. It's time to inspect your roof and protect your home's number one asset. With no interest and no payment financing for 12 months, Bachman's Roofing is your easy choice for roofing, gutters, and solar. Did you know Bachman's Roofing is one of the number one GAF solar integrated roofing installers in the USA? Go with Bachman's. Go with solar and install the roof that pays for itself. Call 412-744-8390 or visit bachmansroofing.com. On the Happiness Formula podcast, Dr. Barry Schwartz, best-selling author of The Paradox of Choice and Why We Work, helps you tackle life biggest decisions. Join the eminent psychologist as he combines vivid case examples with psychological insights to deliver vital takeaways you can use every day. We should be asking how we can make good lives better, how we can move people from okay to really happy. Listen to the happiness formula on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Your local radio stations are here for you. No subscriptions or monthly fees necessary. We're here to give you the news, weather, and traffic you need and the music you love. But if the foreign-owned record labels get their way, it could stop the music. They want Congress to force radio stations to pay them more money simply to play their music. Don't let radio go silent. Text LOCAL to 52886 and tell Congress to protect local radio stations. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. What's happening in Ukraine? Now, this is a modern warfare that is in some ways being fought via Twitter or Facebook or Instagram or Snapchat. What's really happening on the ground? What's interesting to see is Russia, the aggressor, invading Ukraine and Ukrainian forces with the help of Western forces. Raise your hand. The United States and Europe providing Ukraine with billions of aid and high tech weaponry have in many instances been able to repel Russian and Putin. Now, what's also interesting to me is you see many conservatives upset for various reasons with the United States in providing said aid and the response of Ukraine. Uh, It's sort of like uh, an international dog chasing its tail. So where is God in all of this? Well, from Biola University and Professor of Communications, Dr. Tim Uhlhoff joins us. Tim's got a brand new work called Eyes to See, Discovering God's Common Grace in a Fallen World, and here to talk about that fallen grace and God in the midst of Ukraine and Russia. Tim, welcome back. How are things? Uh, John, it's great to be back with you. Um, what an interesting world we live in. Isn't it um, fascinating? It is fascinating and deeply unsettling for my college students. So I teach a rhetoric class, which is basically public persuasion, most most identified with politics. And so listening to President Putin make a very interesting rhetorical move, which uh, the Ukrainians have always been very careful. We're not firing any missiles into Russian territory because yeah. we don't want to provoke Russia. Uh, well, now Russia said, well, here's what we're going to do. Uh, the Russian Federation Council ratified annexing four Ukrainian regions. So now President Putin is saying, by the way, those regions that add up to 15 percent of your entire country, that's now Russian territory. 
So if you attack these four regions, you might as well be lobbing missiles into Moscow Mm. because we will defend with all of our capability. Now, you understand the subtext of all of our capability is using nuclear weapons. Uh, NATO's countered and said, you use any nuclear weapons in Ukraine, we will use NATO forces and we will destroy uh, any nuclear devices that you put on a truck. And so we will not attack the battlefield per se. We just will take out your nuclear option, to which Putin said, yeah, don't be doing that. So here are my poor students, John. So this morning I teach a 730 class. Uh, can you just give a shout out to students that are learning at 7:30 a.m.? They look like Dawn of the Dead, John, when they walk in. They're like they can barely say hello. That's funny. But one student just said, "So what? I mean, what's up? What? I mean, to evoke World War III yeah. is a very scary proposition. It sure so I think is. it's fair to say, okay, what's God doing? Mm. Like, like wh- wh- what's he operating? And I make an argument in the book Eyes to See." That God has given us apocalyptic literature, apocalyptic songs and visions. Remember going all the way back to Julius Caesar, where Mark Anthony utters that phrase, do not unleash the dogs of war. Yes, yes. And so through movies like The Day After and songs like uh, War Songs like 99 Red Balloons, where Red Balloon goes from uh, west to east Berlin, and it provokes an attack because they think this is a military attack. So I think what God is doing is he's given us all along images of what it would look like for this to spiral out of control, and we just can't get it back. And that's partly what's holding Putin in check, is even he wonders if I unleash the dogs of war, I can't fully anticipate what NATO is going to do. And NATO saying, I can't, I mean, I hope there's checks and balances within the Kremlin. I can't imagine. I I, mean, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, you know, the good news is, if there's any good news in this, when you look at the beginning of, you know, in history, we'll say this, the beginning of World War One was predicated on a, a very small action stepping forward one after another. And then before you knew it, all of us were sucked into something that changed the planet forever. This essentially is what could happen again. Yes. Oh, without a doubt. And then you add to that the Cuban Missile Crisis. Um, where people weren't sleeping at night thinking, are they really going to push our blockade? Mm-hmm. Is, I mean, are we really going to go to war over this? Uh, and so my students are just kind of freaking out, and I'm saying, listen, God has given us these. Now, it doesn't mean that it, it, we won't trip these wires, but God has given us in the collective imagination of the human race what it looks like for this to spiral out of control. So when I was writing the book, John, I came across this clock. I don't know if you're aware of this clock. I certainly wasn't. But this ominous clock was created by this, uh, um, the people who created the bomb. The doomsday clock. Yeah, the doomsday clock. Yeah. Okay. I did you? Know, I did not know about yes. the doomsday clock. This happens, right? I mean, so the the minute hand moves forward or backward yeah. depending upon the perils of the uh, assault upon the the general population of the world. Yeah. So let me give you a, a greatest hits of the doomsday clock, right? To just give some context where we're at today. So 1947. This is right after World War II. It was seven minutes to midnight, mm. and midnight is the apocalypse. Yeah. 
1949, three minutes to midnight, right? The Soviet Union tests its first atomic bomb. 1953, two minutes to midnight, the United States creates the hydrogen bomb. 1984, three minutes to midnight, U.S.-Soviet relations reach their frostiest level. 2015, three minutes to midnight, the clock registered deep concerns about unchecked climate change that could threaten global existence. John, 2020, where do you think the clock is? Three minutes out? 100 seconds. What? 100 seconds. The hands have never been more closer to midnight due to the increased nuclear tensions between the United States, Russia, and North Korea, augmented by an alarming rate of climate change. And by the way, this was written before the Ukrainian invasion. Mm -hmm. I wonder where it is. So, John, I, I think God says, okay, scientists, let's get your art hats on. Let's create a clock, mm-hmm. right? I, I mean, we, James says every good gift comes from God, whether we recognize it or not. So these could be secular scientists who say, you know what, we're really concerned. We're going to create a doomsday clock, and people need to know how close we are to midnight. Um, Shakespeare talks about unleashing the dogs of war. Right. Um, remember that movie, The Day After, John? Yeah. Remember that movie? Yeah, it was a made-for-TV film. What was that? Maybe yeah. like the late 70s, early 80s? Scared all of us. Heck yeah, it did. I mean, when you watch that, remember that? Thinking, no way would we ever do that. Not after watching this movie. We would never do that. And now, my poor students live in a world where World War Three is mentioned on Meet the Press, Face the Nation, and it goes across their news feeds, and they're all like, hey, is God going to, like, step in? And I would argue God is stepping in through the creation of NATO. He's stepping in through the Red Cross, helping refugees. He's stepping in through the Doomsday Clock, through uh, books and music and poetry and protest songs, and, and all that is God's at work, but he's looking for human partners. That's the problem. Now, now, Tim, you would imagine that Putin himself, as a member of the Orthodox Christian Church, would call himself a believer. Well, I pray that he is open to input from people around him, uh, which the news is not good, that he's really closed himself off from advisors. But even the Holy Spirit can get through. John, let me tell you, so your listeners might be thinking, I'm so glad I tuned in for this (laughs) cherry. This uplifting. Um, Yeah. So let me give you a great um, example of how God can work. So Adolf Hitler creates the submarine. He, he really makes it proficient. So early, early on, he's using it um, in, in World War II. He gets shamed out of it. People are saying, this, this is not right. You, you can't attack a ship without being able to see who's attacking you. This is what we've always done in the Navy, is you, you, you line up. You know, John Paul Jones, you line up and, and shoot each other. And this is really unfair and unethical that you're using submarines. And guess what he did, John? Hmm. For one year, didn't use them hmm. because he was shamed and said, oh, maybe this isn't fair. And then guess what? Things started to turn a little south for him. And he said, this is ridiculous. I'm going with the subs. But I think it's fascinating that a person like Hitler could be talked out of using a devastating naval weapon. For a season. Now, I I appreciate that glimmer of hope. At the same time, Tim, you you also know that this past week, Putin came out and attacked the West, essentially calling us Satan. 
Yes. Well, thank you, John, for my one attempt at good news <laughs> during this. No, but you're right. But I, I do feel like, remember what the book of Proverbs says, the king's heart is like water in the hand of the Lord. Now, listen, we can't, we can't take that literally. Like God's turning the heart of Putin, turning the heart of the leaders of North Korea. I, I think what it means is that God can influence up to a point. But at the end of the day, he's going to let human leaders do what they're going to do. And he'll redeem it. And maybe this is the worldwide revival that we need. Would it be so? Tim, more than anything, right, whether I'm driving in my car, walking down the street in my neighborhood, the call for all of us, of course, is to be agents of peace, to be Mm -hmm. people of peace in this world. And, of course, you know, road rage is never that far away from people, right? We are all sort of um, used to the indignities of of the slights and our reaction to those slights. So you just amplify that on a world scale and think about someone's ego and power and money and prestige that goes unchecked. And where is God in the mix of it all? The same where it's in your heart and my heart, it's also in Putin's heart and Zelensky's heart and everybody else in this world, right? We surrender ourselves or we don't. Yes, John, and, and pray. We need to pray that God would raise up protesters on a world level, um, that uh, Putin would know if he used a tactical nuclear weapon. The moral outrage of the world would be to such an extent that we just pray that he can do hypothetical thinking, which, by the way, is, I think, a gift from God. That yes, we don't is. just think about what's reality. We do hypothetical thinking and think, okay, where is this going to take us? Well, welcome to Mark Anthony. Do not unleash the dogs of war. Tim, it's always a pleasure. Thank you so much. You, you dig deeper and allow us to engage in uh, the wider issues. In the middle of it all is the, the grace and peace, the forgiveness of Jesus. So thank you. It's always a pleasure mm-hmm. to have you with us. Okay, thank you, John. Thank you. Tim Muehlhoff, his brand new work is called Eyes to See, Discovering God, Common Grace in a Fallen World. Tim Muehlhoff from Biola University. What if I told you you can save a baby's life for just $28? Well, it's true. Preborn is a ministry doing just that with the help of people like you by offering free ultrasound sessions to pregnant girls and women who otherwise might choose to end their pregnancy. We know that pregnant girls and women who can see their babies on ultrasound are far more likely to choose life. Your gift today can save babies' lives. Just $28 can give a mother the chance to see the truth of the baby that is growing inside her. $140 can do this for five girls and women. Whether you want to save one baby or five or hundreds, that opportunity is just a click or phone call away. Call 833-850-BABY. That's 833-850-2229. Or click on the preborn banner at wordfm.com. Celebrate fall during community market days at Bedner's Farm and Greenhouse. Every Saturday from 11 to 3, Bedner's has plenty to enjoy, including local goods and vendors, a food truck, live music, wine tastings, cooking and gardening workshops, DIY and kids activities, plus everything you need for your fall gardening and decor with fresh cut pumpkins, gourds, corn stalks, mums, and lots more. Community market days every Saturday at Bedner's Farm and Greenhouse and McDonald. Visit Bedner'sGreenhouse.com. 
Research shows listeners prefer a personalized experience. So to help you remember Liberty Mutual customizes your home insurance, we personalize this app for Amber, who really misses boy bands from the 90s. Hey, girl. <laughs> I'm the cute one. Here to tell you how Liberty Mutual customizes your home insurance so you only pay for what you need. I'm the heartthrob. The only thing I love more than you is saving. And I'm the other boy in the band everyone forgot about. Just only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Hearth and Home Furnishings in Zelenopol offers plenty of ways to get cozy this fall. Bring beauty, value, and warmth to your home with their wide selection of American-made gas, electric, and wood-burning fireplaces. Or choose the authentic rustic charm of a gas or wood-burning stove or insert. And their realistic vented gas logs allow you to set the mood without the mess. Relax and get comfortable with Hearth and Home Furnishings in Zelenopol at hearthandhomepa.com. All of us come from somewhere. All of us have origin stories. From executive producer Larry Elder. Divine Providence was clearly operating in the lives of black Americans. And director Justin Malone. When I was growing up, we were never taught that America was bad. We were raised to love America. Comes the continuation of their 2020 hit film, Uncle Tom. Uncle Tom Part 2, An American Odyssey. Available on Salem Now. When I was a kid, uh, Saturday afternoons, my mom would give me a quarter, and I'd walk down the street to the local Moose Lodge. Remember them? I mean, Moose. Is Moose even still around? But uh, that quarter got me uh, uh, entered into the um, the Moose Hall and a bottle of pop and a bag of chips. And there are these really kind guys who were the part of the Moose organization every Saturday afternoon would play a, a mix of movies for the neighborhood kids. It was a blast. And I, if I went there once, I bet you I, easily I went there a hundred times. And it was there that I first saw the films of Buster Keaton. I, I bring Buster Keaton up because today is Buster Keaton's 127th birthday. And... Uh, I adore Buster Keaton. I just, you know, he's one of these people. I, you know, the term genius is often thrown around, but if you would allow yourself the opportunity to sit, and I, this is interesting. I know a lot of people cannot abide by silent films or and watch films that are black and white, which you do yourself a disservice. But I remember, you know, watching Buster Keaton in a room full of kids. And the gales of laughter, I mean, the outrageousness, the physical comedy that Buster Keaton was able to put on celluloid. He did so because, first of all, both of his parents, his mother and his father, were uh, heavily involved in vaudeville. And, of course, vaudeville was before motion pictures, more often than not, certainly before radio. And it was one sort of novelty act after another. So Buster Keaton's family, they were engaged in this sort of physical lotsy, this, you know, clown, the ancient art of clowning. And uh, the, the myth goes that uh, Buster Keaton's dad used to literally throw him around the stage. And it was there where he developed this sort of deadpan style. He... he uh, uh, legend says that uh, he got the name of Buster because at the age of six, after falling down a flight of stairs, Harry Houdini scooped up Buster Keaton, turned to uh, his parents and said, 
Well, that's quite a buster. And so the name stuck. Now, I, I would say this. When our kids were little, we uh, started to go to, this was the era of the um, the video store. We'd go to you know the local video store or even later on Blockbuster and get silent films and watch the kids watch Buster Keaton. And of course, it's fabulous. It transcends time and generation. So on this 127th birthday of Buster Keaton, I would say, do yourself a favor. I'm sure, without a doubt, they're all over YouTube. And you see the, the physical prowess who b- bends the laws of physics. That is the genius of Buster Keaton. It, it's a good way to introduce yourself or your kids or grandkids to that you know, unique, incredible, fabulous silent film star, Buster Keaton. We'll step away for just a few minutes. we got more ahead. The 5 o'clock hour, we're going to talk about St. Francis of Assisi, Peace and Prayers. That's next on The Ride Home. Listen on your smart speaker at wordfm.com, the Word FM app, iHeart, tune in, and on Odyssey, in your car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh.com. Well, that's our news. I'm John Scott. Elon Musk reportedly will proceed with his $44 billion deal to buy the company after months of legal battles. According to a report, Musk has sent a letter to Twitter offering to complete the deal. The U.S. Supreme Court will not hear a challenge to President Biden's vaccine mandate for federal workers in funded health care facilities. The justices turned away an appeal of nine states that says the mandate violates federal administrative law and power of the states. The vaccine rule affects around 10 million workers. Meantime, the CDC is doing away with notices about the COVID-19 risk of visiting specific countries. A CDC spokesperson says the agency will only post a notice for an individual country if a situation like a new variant of the virus changes CDC travel recommendations for the country. Tasha Stevens reporting. Right on Wall Street, the Dow is up over just over 700 points. This is SRN News. You know, a lot of times you have to choose between something high quality or something that saves you money. But if you can get both, why not? Especially when it comes to health care. And that's MediShare. You get both. The typical family saves 500 bucks a month switching to MediShare. And that's huge. But it's also true that people are way more satisfied after making the switch, too. The customer satisfaction rate for MediShare is double that of the typical health insurance plan. Double. It's because MediShare works. It's been around for more than a quarter century and members have shared more than $3 billion of each other's bills. People love having telehealth and a huge PPO network. So yeah, really, you could save a ton and like it better. Imagine being happy with how you're taking care of your health care. If you're self-employed or part of the gig economy, or you just want a plan you're happy with. You can call right now and get a price within two minutes. Here is the number you need. Call 844-45-BIBLE. That's 844-45-BIBLE. 844-45-BIBLE. Pumpkins, 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 and more pumpkins. Pumpkins are what the Springhouse is thinking about this time of year. Hi, it's me, Marcia, from the Springhouse, and we love sharing our farm with you during this beautiful time of year. We've got all kinds of fun planned for you and your family to be able to spend the whole day on our farm. Pumpkin patch hay rides, a petting zoo, giant square bale stack and pipes for sliding, a hay maze and a corn maze, pumpkin picking right out of the field, old-time games under a tent up on the hill, and lots more. And when you get hungry, of course we have great eats inside too, with lots of pumpkin creations. 
pumpkin pie, pumpkin cookies, pumpkin bread, pumpkin custard, and even pumpkin black bean chili. Every October Saturday features a family-friendly meal, and October Sundays feature our 4-H hog roast with all the fixins. Plan to spend a memory-making day on the farm at the Springhouse in 84 PA, 724-228-3339 or springhousemarket.com. Christian television is one of the best ways to tell the world the truth, where you don't have to live in chaos, and you can access peace and hope, and that there is a God who loves you. Bridge of Hope is coming soon on Cornerstone Television Network. Get involved and hear from special guests, Auntie Ann Beeler, founder of Auntie Ann's Pretzels, David and Nicole Binion, Jay Gilbert, Mike Smalley, and Jennifer Evaz. Join us October 3rd through 7th at 8 p.m. on Cornerstone Television Network. Meet Brad. Brad's hard at work, or at least his website is. Ever since he added live chat with Salem Surround, Brad's customers are getting their questions answered 24-7. Website purchases have gone up 35%, and they're over three times more likely to buy from him again. No bots, just real people helping real people. Live chat, one of the easiest, most affordable ways Salem Surround can increase your business while you do other things, or nothing at all. Ask us how at surroundpittsburgh.com. Partly cloudy skies expected for tonight. We'll reach a nighttime low of 44. Mostly sunny skies tomorrow. We'll see a high tomorrow of 70. Clear to partly cloudy skies tomorrow night with areas of fog late below 45. Thursday, areas of morning fog, otherwise some sunshine giving way to clouds, will reach a high of 70. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Thanks for coming along today. Kath has the day off. I'm with you happily for this uh, 5 o'clock hour of The Ride Home. Sad news today, out of Nashville, Tennessee, this voice has been silenced. We were poor, but we had love. That's the one thing that Daddy made sure of. He shoveled coal to make a poor man's dollar. That is Loretta Lynn, the Kentucky coal miner's daughter, whose frank songs about life and love as a woman in Appalachia pulled her out of poverty and made her a pillar of country music. She died, as I said earlier today, at the age of 90. Our precious mom, Loretta Lynn, passed away peacefully, the Lynn family says, in her sleep at home in her beloved ranch in Hurricane Mills, the family said in a statement. They asked for privacy as they grieve and said a memorial will be announced later. Loretta Lynn already had four children before launching her career in the early 1960s, and her songs reflected her pride in her rural Kentucky background. Now, as a songwriter, 
She crafted a persona of a defiantly tough woman, a contrast to the stereotypical image of most female country singers. The Country Music Hall of Fame wrote fearlessly about sex and love, cheating husbands, divorce, and sometimes got in trouble with radio programmers for material from which even rock performers once shied away. Her biggest hits came in the 1960s and the 1970s, including Coal Miner's Daughter, You Ain't Woman Enough, Don't Come Home and Drinkin' with Lovin' on Your Mind, and You're Lookin' at Country. She was also known for appearing in floor-length wide gowns with elaborate embroidery and rhinestones. And Loretta Lynn's honesty and unique place in country music was rewarded. She was the first woman ever named Entertainer of the Year at the genre's two major award shows, first by the Country Music Association in 1972 and by the Academy of Country Music three years later. Quote, it was what I wanted to hear and what I knew other women wanted to hear, too, Lynn told the Associated Press in 2016. I don't write for the men. I write for the women. And the men loved it, too. In 1969, Loretta Lynn released her autobiographical book, Coal Miner's Daughter, which helped her reach her widest audience yet. We were poor, but we had love. That's one thing Daddy made. You just heard that. Coal Miner's Daughter, also the title of her 1970 book, 76 book, was made into a 1980 movie, which is fabulous. If you've not seen it, it's highly recommended. Sissy Spacek's portrayal of Loretta Lynn won Sissy Sissy Spacek an Academy Award, and the film was also nominated for Best Picture that year. Reba McIntyre and a host of country stars reached out and uh, talked about Loretta Lynn today. Her dad, Loretta Lynn's dad, played the banjo. Her mom played the guitar, and she grew up uh, on the songs of the Carter family. She was married, supposedly, at 15, but uh, later on, it was revealed that she was actually 13, pregnant at the age of 15 and giving birth to her first child at the age of 16. Her husband, who she called Do, or Doolittle, urged her to sing professionally and helped her promote her early career. He said that he used to hear her singing around the house while she was doing her housework, and with his help, she earned a recording contract with Decca Records. Uh, later MCA, she performed on the Grand Old Opry stage. Uh, Dew was not such a great husband. He was known for his cheating and drinking ways, which provided fodder, of course, for Loretta Lynn's songwriting prowess. Uh, she uh, knew that her songs were trailblazing, Loretta, Loretta Lynn did, especially for country music, but she was just writing the truth that so many rural women like her experienced. Of course, Loretta was a strong believer in Jesus, and across the many years and countless albums and songs, she also delved into good country gospel music. So, the passing of an icon today, Loretta Lynn, at the age of 90, will leave you now with his slice of music, Loretta Lynn.
101.5 WORD. She was giving me the ultrasound and she turned on the sound and my baby had a heartbeat. I have a baby inside of me. You've heard that seeing is believing. That's certainly true when it comes to pregnancies. It's been shown that abortion-minded women who see their babies on an ultrasound are likely to have that baby. Today, you could provide a free ultrasound for a pregnant woman for just $28, the cost to save the life of a baby. So whether you want to save one or five or hundreds of babies, Word FM and Preborn are here to help. Call today, 833-850-BABY, or go to wordfm.com. My nephew is obsessed with treasure hunting. We watched that National Treasure movie where the hero solves all the ridiculous puzzles on his way to finding treasure. And ever since... He's been hiding painted rocks in the backyard and making treasure maps. In the movie, the hero has to find a clue inside a glacier, steal the Declaration of Independence, and outsmart the FBI. But for you, you happen to be living in a moment arguably unlike any other, where your home went and grew hidden treasure on its own over the last few years. Home values have gone nuts, leaving most of us with a significant opportunity to do a cash-out refinance and to use that newfound treasure for life. Many use it for credit card or high-interest debt or to just help with a difficult financial time. Many others use it for home projects, vacations, or treasure-hunting gear. If you're curious what's hiding in your home, we are United, United Faith Mortgage. Mortgage. United Mortgage Corp. Melbourne, New York. MLS number 1330. That's Department of Banking and Securities. Mortgage Lender License 22672. This is Greg Trusinski from the Original Mattress Factory. Sometimes customers are a little surprised when they first walk through our doors. They don't always expect our prices to be so fair for such a high-quality product. My father found that producing our mattresses in our own local factories would eliminate the middleman, providing a higher-quality product at a lower price than mainstream brands. It's the secret to our success that we are happy to share with anyone that comes through our doors. Visit an OMF location today to see the original Mattress Factory secret for yourself. Christian television is one of the best ways to tell the world the truth, where you don't have to live in chaos, and you can access peace and hope, and that there is a God who loves you. Bridge of Hope is coming soon on Cornerstone Television Network. Get involved and hear from special guests Auntie Ann Beeler, founder of Auntie Ann's Pretzels, David and Nicole Binion, Jay Gilbert, Mike Smalley, and Jennifer Evaz. Join us October 3rd through 7th at 8 p.m. on Cornerstone Television Network. This is Tim Seckler inviting you to tune in each and every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life and Legacy Show, sponsored by my law firm, the Seckler Law Firm. Each week, we'll talk about your family's well-being as it relates to elder law, nursing home stays, estate planning, and keeping your hard-earned savings. And if you missed the Life and Legacy show, you will find it archived at secularlawfirm.com. See you Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life and Legacy show. We do not often talk about feast days of the saints here on the Ride Home, but today we are happy to do so. Terry Tim is with us. He's the pastor at Christ Community Church of the South Hills. And Terry, welcome. Uh, uh, all of a sudden, you've gone Catholic. I, I was waiting for that, John. <laughs> You're right, though. As, as a Protestant, we don't talk much about feast days. We may not even be aware of what a feast day actually is. Good. And, I mean, for me, maybe just a simple definition, and for your listeners— it's a day for us to celebrate the life of a faithful man or woman of God who's lived in the past, who's part of the great cloud of witnesses. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I know you can get all religious uh, about it, but simply it's a day to recall the faithfulness of some of God's people from the past. And 
Sometimes that may be someone from way back in history, hundreds or thousands of years ago. It may be somebody in our own lifetime. Uh, but today, actually, the, the church remembers St. Francis of Assisi. And I think he had a life worth remembering. Yes, he did. Uh, St. Francis of Assisi, as you just said, Terry, he goes back a long, long way. But we'll talk about this a little later on. There's a prayer that's attributed to St. Francis in some way. Perhaps he did not write the prayer, but the prayer is an early 20th century prayer. So let's go back then to the very beginning and tell us what you know about this man who existed, Francis of Assisi. Well, you're right. He lived quite a long time ago. His, his lifespan, I believe he was born around 1181, and he died in uh, on October 3rd, 1226. <laughs> and they, they say he died around midnight, but the church has celebrated him, you know, the next day, today, October 4th. Francis came from a wealthy family. And he, he had a conversion experience around Jesus Christ, and, and the gospel captured his heart. And one of the stories that's told about Francis is that he renounced the wealth of the world. He, gave, he was willing to, to give away any of the wealth that was going to come to him from his family. And he was so adamant about this. He, he read the gospel in a particular way. He saw that, that God had... Uh, uh, a, a deep, deep interest and heart for those who were vulnerable, who were poor, and he wanted to associate with them. Uh, a story that's told about him, he was so adamant about this that when he renounced his father's wealth, he stripped himself of all of his clothing. Wow. And he, you know, he was doing that to demonstrate that I am I am casting my lot with Jesus who has cast his lot with the poor and I don't want any symbolism of of wealth or affluence or power to be a part of my life and you know there he is naked and you know they somebody threw a blanket or a cloak over him and one of the things that you'll see there's there's actually an order that bears his name the Franciscans which are our priests or brothers uh in the in the Catholic faith and they have very simple habits that they wear, very simple modeling their simplicity after the simplicity of Francis. So then even that example of eschewing the world and all that's in it, that in, in some ways exists today in monasteries around the world. Absolutely. And people have followed again in the footsteps of Francis, uh, you know, saying, we will not be seduced by power, by affluence, and part of our commitment to the faith is banding with other people who have taken similar vows of poverty. And now that's not a call for everyone. I mean, no. That's a unique call. But I would also say to, to all of us, how could we you know, follow the example of Francis, who was concerned about the poor and the vulnerable? And how do we use our energy, our time, our talents, our treasures to uh, alleviate poverty in our world? How do we identify with those who are needy? And in what ways does affluence and uh, power and position 
seduce us and, and pull us away from the pure call of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I think that's something that, that I face every day and probably of most us. of our listeners right. do as well. What does it mean? What does it mean to live simply and humbly following the example of Jesus and following the example of someone like Francis? Yeah. I mean, Terry, the idea of that, that model of eschewing the world and all that's in it. I mean, if, if, if your son or your daughter, they said, came to us and said, you know, uh, I've been to college and uh, I've tried that career thing. And I think I'm just going to skip that. I think I'm just done with the American dream and I'm going to go out into the wilderness and live remotely and eschew a life of poverty. You would say, wait a second. Um, you know, there's, there's therapy for something like that. There is, you know, you could get on some medication and get your right mind back. This is something that we would not lift up in America in this day and age. You're absolutely right, John. It is such a counter-cultural posture and value, and yet it's, in many ways, it's at the heart of the gospel. I mean, Jesus himself in the Sermon on the Mount says, blessed are the poor, and we, you know, in in our American Western culture, we're like, no, the poor aren't blessed. Blessed are the affluent because they can have whatever they want. They can buy whatever they want. They can consume whatever they want. And yet the the values of Jesus that he taught, particularly in the Sermon on the Mount, you know, turn the world uh, upside down, or as Dallas Willard once said, turn the world right side up, Mm. right? We're writing the world based on the value of, of Jesus. And yeah, so I, I'm again. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not suggesting everyone needs to take a vow of no. poverty, but examine our relationship with money and affluence and, and position. How is it? How is it drawing us away again from the simplicity of, of, of the gospel of Christ? Yeah. And that, that's a challenge for me. And like I said, I suspect for, for all of our listeners. Well, certainly for for me as well, Terry. And you know, the idea of, it's it's such a radical thing. I mean, at twelve hundred, it was a radical thing. Let alone, you know, almost a thousand years later, uh, that we would do something like this. But as you're saying, we are called to this. And, and the thing about Saint Francis to me that he's so fascinating because the message and his intent, and in some ways, it's been taken and corrupted, of course, and twisted around by time. I think most people's connection with Saint Francis, if you have any at all, as you think of, you know, there's a guy somewhere doing this, and birds are landing on him like he's, you know, in a Walt Disney cartoon, you know, and it's Bambi all of a sudden, or you happen to have him on a, as a lawn ornament somewhere, a little statue of St. Francis, and it's pretty, but let's not get too carried away. You're right. And, you know, driving around, walking around a neighborhood, you see so many of those statues of, yeah. of Francis. But but even that side of Francis points to a, another dimension of his life that is very important. Francis was very in tune with the creation. And not that he was a creationist, some pantheist, that everything in creation is God. Right. Francis understood that there is a creator God who has spoken the world into existence and that every part of creation is designed to give praise to its creator. I mean, one of the great hymns that we sing in the church, all creatures of our God and King, lift up your voice and with them sing. And so Francis believed that, you know, everything that we see with our eye comes from the hand of God. 
And everything is designed to, in its own way, reflect the magnificence, the beauty of the creator. And how much more do we who bear the image of God, how much more should we be joining in that song of praise? Yeah. I mean, you know, you know, and I, I'm pretty sure if I know my Catholic theology right, I actually think that maybe it was Pope Francis, the current Pope Francis, who actually appointed uh, Francis as, you know, the patron saint of the creation. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, one of the one of the controversies of the space we get into, like, should Christians care about the environment? Yeah. And that's such a ridiculous question, right? The, right. the answer to that is absolutely. 100%. Because God created all things, and we've been given a responsibility to steward this creation. And there's a really powerful distinction there, Terry, which you made reference to. Talk about the reference, you know, of, of pantheism, what that is, and how some people look at the world, as opposed to St. Francis of seeing God in the world and the beauty of creation. Right. This this kind of spirituality of, of, of nature, that mm-hmm. Mother that Earth. Nature, Mother, I mean, exactly. And it's interesting in in the Canticle of Francis. Uh, I think it's called the Canticle of Brother Sun. He he uses language like brother sun, yeah. sister moon, but never uses the language of Mother Earth. Right. Like Francis understood the boundaries, the difference between the creation and the creator. And, and and we and we hear this all the time. Well, I, I I don't I don't need to go to church. I don't need to you know right. be in a sanctuary. Sit I just worship worship God in, in the creation. And there is there's truth to that. Yes. But it can easily slip into I'm actually worshiping the creation rather than the Creator. And the Apostle Paul said, when you get to that point, look at Romans Romans one, you're really out of alignment. And so again, as you said. When, when when you're walking in your neighborhood and you see one of those little statues of St. Francis, it can be a guidepost, a little prompt. Am I joining in the song of creation, blessing, praising, singing alleluia to the God who has brought all things into existence and calls them good? Mm. So that's, that's, a, that's a simple but a profound way that Francis's example in life can live on in God's people in today's world. Amen. We're talking with Terry Tim. Terry's the pastor at Christ Community Church of the South Hills. We want to step away for a few minutes. But Terry, when you come back, let's delve into the prayer of St. Francis. You talked about this at the very beginning. It's a very powerful prayer. And certainly, of course, it has roots in the past, but great relevance to even this second, this day, and the messiness of our own hearts. Absolutely. At the Original Mattress Factory, we use only the highest quality materials in our mattresses, and that starts with our inner springs. We build our mattresses with interlaced inner springs because we believe you deserve the best. But mainstream mattress brands use a lower quality encased coil system. So we put both springs to the test to find out which provides better support, conformance, and motion separation. You can see the results for yourself in our new video. Visit OriginalMattress.com or our YouTube channel to see how each inner spring performed. You wouldn't wear pants that are too tight or a shirt that doesn't fit just right. Just like clothes, there's no such thing as a one-size-fits-all mattress. At the Original Mattress Factory, we know that everyone has unique comfort preferences. Our knowledgeable, friendly sales team is here to help guide you and answer any questions you may have. Our no-pressure shopping experience allows our customers to take their time to find the mattress that meets their unique needs. 
Visit an OMF location today to see the original mattress factory difference for yourself. Bachman's Roofing and Solar is your local award-winning roofer. Stop waiting. It's time to inspect your roof and protect your home's number one asset. With no interest and no payment financing for 12 months, Bachman's Roofing is your easy choice for roofing, gutters, and solar. Did you know Bachman's Roofing is one of the number one GAF solar integrated roofing installers in the USA? Go with Bachman's. Go with solar and install the roof that pays for itself. Call 412-744-8390 or visit bachmansroofing.com. You've already heard a lot about the exceptional retirement lifestyles available at St. Barnabas. Here's what you might not know. St. Barnabas is a Christian organization that dates back to 1900. That's when Episcopal monks started the tradition of taking care of those who had no ability to do it themselves. Sure, the campus may have changed a bit over the years, but the mindset is still the same. Think about it. Luxury retirement with like-minded people. Now that's an easy decision. Call St. Barnabas, 724-443-0700. What is a warrior? At Portersville Christian School, it's more than a team name. A warrior is taught to serve, to passionately model the love of Christ toward neighbor, community, and world. To learn as they cultivate academic excellence and a lifelong love of learning from kindergarten to senior year. And to lead through Christian character and integrity. Are you a warrior? Discover Portersville Christian School just 15 minutes north of Cranberry, where warriors are made at OurPCS.org. Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker, too. Plus, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Are you hiding an addiction problem? You don't know where to go or who to talk to? We understand. Call Narconon for a free and confidential consultation. You don't have to go it alone. Call Narconon, 877-413-3073. That's 877-413-3073 or drugsnow.com. Partly cloudy skies expected for tonight. We'll reach a nighttime low of 44. Mostly sunny skies tomorrow. We'll see a high tomorrow of 70. Clear to partly cloudy skies tomorrow night with areas of fog late, the low 45. Thursday, areas of morning fog, otherwise some sunshine giving way to clouds. We'll reach a high of 70. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. Few prayers are more popular around the world and better loved or known than the peace prayer of St. Francis. I mean, nearly everyone who hears this prayer recognizes this happy harmony between the words of the prayer and the generous, joy-filled peace, the spirit of St. Francis of Assisi. However, many people do not know that this prayer did not hit the shores of America at least until the mid-1930s. So essentially, Terry Tim, as you join us, these words, this prayer that you would recite here in just a, a second or so, these are not the words of St. Francis, yes? That's correct. Uh, lots of stories about there, but I think that the best recounting of this, it goes back to a French monastery in the early 1900s. And it, w- it was written by, a, you know, a, a, a priest, a monk. And as you said, it you cannot find any of these words directly in Francis's writing but they capture his heart and his spirit. And so this prayer that has been attributed to him helps helps us, helps the ones who pray it today embody his life and his faith 
and the particular way that he lived out the gospel in his life, in his day, in the, in the 1200s, and, and how that can map onto our lives, you know, a, a thousand years later. Yes. So would it be that we could take the words and the intent of this prayer and take them on our own heart? I mean, like all prayers... The intent is there probably for most people, but the actual achievement of the impossibility of the actions of the prayer uh, are, are just beyond our feeble ways. But so, Terry, take a moment and, and would you please recite the peace prayer? I'd be glad to, John. Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. Where there is hatred, let me sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is doubt, faith, where there is despair, hope, where there is darkness, light, where there is sadness, joy. O divine master, grant that I may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive, it is in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen. Amen. So let's pick apart the prayer just a little bit, Tear. Of course, you know, the, the primary thing is, Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. We are called, first and foremost, to be peacemakers, first in our own lives, in our own heart, with ourselves, right? Peaceful to ourselves and then to the greater family and community and world. I, I love that this prayer begins with those words, make me an instrument of peace. A tool. When, a tool, exactly. Instruments are of no value when they're sitting around. How many of us have an instrument that we played <laughs> at some point in our life, a case or on a bookshelf or something? That trombone. It's crying out for somebody to pick it up and blow into it and move the slide on that trombone, right? And and that that's how this prayer begins. Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. I'm yielding my life to you, and I actually want, I'm inviting your spirit to blow through me, to animate me, so that I could actually be a peacemaker in our world. And And, and the word peace... In our kind of the way we we take up this word in the English, we've we've watered it down. I, I mean, as much as I want peace in in Ukraine, right? That's right. a powerful peace, but but peace is more than the absence of of conflict and tension. Biblical peace is shalom, the way things ought to be, the world humming in harmony, the the unity and the connection between God and people, people and people, people and the whole creation. And so Francis, the spirit of Francis was, each and every one of us, we can submit our lives to the movement of God's spirit and God, that God would, in a sense, blow his message of peace. And not just his message, but roll up your sleeves, put on your working boots and be an agent of peace in the world. And so incredibly different, uh, difficult. Uh, uh, of a friend of mine who says this, his mantra is, as you drive your car, so as you are. And it's kind of hard to refute that, right? You get behind the wheel and you see yourself, you know, the 
the master of your kingdom before you. But, of course, you know, people get picky on the roadways and it's dangerous and angry. We, You know, I've got a friend who I've talked about this before. For years, he would have the little the Christian fish on the back of his car. He was such a non-person of peace behind the wheel that instead of changing his ways, he just took the fish off. I mean, you can relate to that as ridiculous as it is. Oh, yes. it, you know, like every time, you know, there's, there's all these little tests, these momentary opportunities. What kind of faith do we have? I also want to say, and I referenced this in the earlier segment, Jesus said, blessed are the peacemakers. Mm. Jesus didn't say, blessed are the peacekeepers. There's a difference between peacekeeping and peacemaking. I think a lot of us passively, we want to just keep the peace, Mm. right? We keep the peace. (laughs) And so we settle for probably more often than not a false sense of peace. Hey, there's no tension. Nobody's at each other's throats. So that's peace. But, But Jesus said, peacemaking, actually working sometimes maybe even creating more conflict so that we could get to a true peace, a true harmony, a true shalom. That's very difficult. And and we know Jesus, who is the ultimate peacemaker, it cost him his life. So being a peacemaker is is a big challenge, but it's this invitation to join God in the work of peacemaking in the world. Yeah. I, one of the words, you know, of course, some, certain words sort of have their their moment in the sun, right? And and one of the words which is key out there right now that uh, people say, well, I'm an activist. I mean, you hear that a lot, right? I'm an activist. And you're not quite sure they're an activist for what, but to be a peace activist would be a peacemaker in modern terminology. Yes, I love that. Yeah. And, and it, it sounds, you know, like an oxymoron, right? A, you know, an, an activist for peace. Yes. That's exactly what Francis was about. And that's what this prayer, when we pray it, we're, we're stepping into that space. That, mm-hmm. Okay, God, I'm available. Blow through me. I'll do what you want me to do to bring about shalom in the world. Mm-hmm. So this prayer it's so seminal and so immediately recognizable as truth and wisdom, right? Um, that it, it sort of you know it comes from nowhere in some ways. And uh, I would imagine that most people who call themselves believers, even just you know regular everyday Joes, would hear that that prayer. They've heard it before. They're familiar with it, even though it's not something like it's a you know an anthem or recited in worship often. But there is just truth and wisdom in that, the simplicity of it, and meanwhile, the complexity of it as well. That's the beauty. And I think that's why it's resonated so much is because of its simplicity. And that's the heart and the spirit of Francis, a simple man who simply said yes to Jesus and the gospel. And he was willing to live that out day in and day out. And quite often, I I think in our sophistication, we make the gospel so complicated. We make the gospel a series of propositional truths rather than an embodied way of life. Mm -hmm. And we, on these feast days, we have an opportunity to stop, to pause, to reflect, to give thanks for men and women who modeled their life after Jesus. And it's an opportunity for us in whatever way God may be calling us to go into the world 
and embody that kind of faith as well. Amen. And that's the power of this beautiful prayer. And I, I wonder, Terry, you know, this is, I think, probably is common for most people, especially, you know, you fall in love with Jesus, the gospel is presented to you, you start being engaged, if you're fortunate enough, in regular Bible study, you find yourself at worship in church, you're part of a small group, then you become, you know, there's all these different layers of our faith, what it is to be a believer in the 21st century. And not to denigrate any of that, but there's something about keep it simple, stupid, right? That St. Francis essentially stripped all that away and showed us the bones of what it is, the simplicity of it, even though it's deeply difficult at the same time. Yeah. Francis was a man of humility, and, and I love the word humility. It, it At its root, it means of the earth. Francis understood his, he was a creation, he was, he was a uh, a handful of dirt that God breathed God's beautiful breath in. And that's what we are as well. We're, we're dirt men and dirt women grounded, but breathed into by the, the very breath of God. And the more we can be anchored in the truth of the gospel in simple ways, the more we can glorify God in our everyday ordinary lives. Amen and amen. Hey, Tara, we need to step away for a minute. Can you stick with us for a few more minutes? Yeah, i got a few more minutes. Sure. Okay, great. We'll step away for just a minute. Terry Tim is with us. He's the pastor from Christ Community Church of the South Hills. Uh, we've got more ahead. This is The uh, the Ride Home with John and Kathy. Kath has a day off. We're freewheeling. 101.5 WORD. Wants to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. To your pastor. Thank you so much. It's the 16th annual Word FM Pastor Appreciation Luncheon featuring Destin for Victory's Paul Shepard and musical guest Carla Bianco. Show them some appreciation. A free event for all pastors, associate pastors, and spouses at the beautiful Priory on Pittsburgh's north side because we know you love your pastor. Thanks for all you do for us. It's Thursday, October 6th. Remind your pastor to register now before space fills up at wordfm.com. Have you noticed homes for sale in your neighborhood staying on the market longer? Even with price drops, the homes still sit. That's because the market has taken a turn for the worse and the feds kept raising rates. You've seen this movie before, and unfortunately, the next step could be a decrease in home values. Do you still have equity in your home? If so, and you're thinking of taking cash out of your home's equity, do it now. Get the cash you need now. Call Cash Call Mortgage today and get your cash out refi done fast. You can start your application online at cashcallmortgage.com or call now. Call 800-931-6651. That's 800-931-6651. 800-931-6651. Cash Call Mortgage is a DBA of Impact Mortgage Corp. NMLS ID 128231. Not all applicants will qualify. Equal housing lender licensed by California Department of Financial Protection and Innovation. Residential Mortgage Lending Act license number 4131083. Not licensed in all states, including New York. You're not who you were 25 years ago. Your life's more complex. People change, families change, and the law changes. This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman. And a proper estate plan should keep up with those changes. That's why Abernathy and Hagerman presents free ongoing estate planning workshops with attorney Dan Reimer, someone who's really good at making complex concepts sound so simple, so you can protect what's yours and to ensure that your will is done. The next one's happening soon. For details and to attend, visit a-h.law. Christian television is one of the best ways to tell the world the truth, where you don't have to live in chaos and you can't access peace and hope 
and that there is a God who loves you. Bridge of Hope is coming soon on Cornerstone Television Network. Get involved and hear from special guests, Auntie Ann Beeler, founder of Auntie Ann's Pretzels, David and Nicole Binion, Jay Gilbert, Mike Smalley, and Jennifer Evaz. Join us October 3rd through 7th at 8 p.m. on Cornerstone Television Network. Our real goal at RPTS is to train people for ministry. Whether training to be a pastor or just wanting to grow in your walk with God, you'll find what you're looking for at RPTS. We want to see them really grounded in their theological growth. We want it to be heart-directed as well. We want to see students prepared to serve and to love the people of God and develop ministries that we think have a great partnership with the local church. Learn more about the MTS degree program and flexible online options at rpts.edu. Over the weekend, I was talking with somebody uh, about their family, and uh, she said, you know, we've got three kids and a 7-year-old, an 11-year-old, and a 13-year-old, and we're in this super busy season of our lives. And so, you know, we continued the conversation, but, you know, in, in retrospect, I thought about, you know, you can't help but not looking at your own family. We are well past 7, 11, and 13. And while you're in the midst of that, I mean, life is so overwhelming, and there's so many moving pieces that are going on. There's... A, a lot of hard times in the midst of that, but but I, you know, whether it's you know just the you know the financial thing or the you know the day to day struggle or the school or the sickness or whatnot, I've been thinking about the idea of about celebrating the idea of small victories in the arc of hard times because I you know you know how it is, it's difficult to go through life. Life is hard. And I think oftentimes when we go through hard times, you go, "Shoo, that was rough. Okay, what's next? Here we are on to the next thing. So Terry Tim is with us. Terry's the lead pastor of Christ Community Church of the South Hills. Terry, I mean, this idea of sort of marking time and saying, that was hard. We did this. This happened. And there was some peace or measure of wisdom or sanity that, that got us through. That's a really viable, important thing to do as a believer, isn't it? It is, and I need you to talk more about this because I struggle in this area. I'm a hyper achiever, <sighs> and yeah. I, I'm I'm like the embodiment of what you just talked about. Like when when things are tough, put your shoulder to it, press on. When you get through it, what's the next challenge? Yeah, I, I had a friend of mine, a, a mentor of mine, and she she asked me once. She said. Terry, when's the last time you waited for the confetti to fall? <laughs> and she, it, 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 it cut me to the heart I'm because sure. I'm that she knew me. She, she knew my, my orientation. It's like, okay, even when you have a win, it's, it's on to the next thing. Right. And I, re, I try to remember that all the time. Like just, it, you know, it's, it's not, it's not always like the Super Bowl confetti coming down, like tons and tons of confetti, but maybe just a handful of two and celebrate like, wow, we made it. That worked. It was a good day. Let's go, God. And, and that's human nature. And it's, you know, picking up your your Super Bowl analogy, Terry, you see this oftentimes. You know, the, the winners of the Super Bowl are on the podium and the sideline reporters are going, good job. But, you know, what about your defense next year? And, you know, people always kick back, which is grateful that they do. Why is it so difficult? I mean, I'm not trying to, you know, expose any sort of weakness in you. We all sort of carry this whole thing with us that even when you're on top of the mountain, however briefly that is, 
it all seems so overwhelming, so you have to look for the next hard thing. And is that a uniquely American thing, or is it, you know, what is it involved in that about embracing the struggle so much that there is no moment of peace? I I, I don't necessarily know if that's an American thing. I I have a tendency to believe it's a human thing. and part of it, I think, is is maybe a, a even a false understanding of the gospel and our understanding of our relationship with God. That that I'm only going to gain God's favor when I'm working hard, right? And how much of this is my responsibility as opposed to just simply trusting God? You know that that little phrase, "Let go and let God." Sure. Like that that's messed up on lots of different levels, right? <laughs> I mean, yes, we need to trust God, yeah. but we also need to do what God calls us to do. And sometimes it's working really hard, but you know, the word, you know, Jesus uses this in Mark chapter one, he says, repent and believe the good news of the gospel. When, when Jesus uses that word believe, he's not talking about a cognitive belief. He's talking about a trust. Do I actually trust the gospel, the essence of it, which is grounded in the nature and character of God. Mm. Am I willing to lean into that? And quite honestly, sometimes I live as an agnostic or an atheist. I don't really trust God. I only trust myself, what I can do. Right. And and, and so what does it mean to, even in the midst of it, like, God, you're with me. Um, I trust that you will give me the grace to get through the next five minutes, the next five hours, the next whatever it might be. And to uh, and to be grateful for that. Yeah. I mean, the idea of surrender, which I think essentially is what you're saying here, right? Surrender is hard, right? I mean, we want to be in control. I want to drive the car. I can't surrender because if I do surrender, then it's unknown. And if it's unknown, it's scary. If it's scary, then I'm off the rails and there's chaos all around me. So I better grab onto something which is right in front of me. I can control just some little tiny thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And, and, and that's why I, I think as you're talking about this, celebrating the small victories, the, the wins along the way is a beautiful uh, spiritual practice. Right. And it reminds us that God's in the everyday, the ordinary, the minute, the mundane. God's not just in the big. And God's, God is with us when we, when we are successful and even when we fail. But not to say, people would hear this and go, wait a second, are you guys saying that everybody gets a trophy? Right? Because we live in that age, right? Where if you show up, all of a sudden you get a trophy. I don't want a trophy for showing up. I want a trophy for being actively engaged in the process to some end. But at some point to that end, it's out of my control. I surrender and this is where I've showed up and this is what's been given. So I'm grateful for that. And this, this is the tension, right? Because we we are loved by God, not based on what we do, but God does want us to be actively involved. I, I love the words of the Father at the baptism of Jesus. This is my beloved Son in whom I take great pleasure. Yeah. Those words were spoken before Jesus did anything. And God says, love him. Beloved. Here he is. Right? And yet, Jesus gets out of the water, goes into the wilderness, and then starts actively engaging in bringing the kingdom near. And I think it's the same thing for us. Our, our belovedness, we, we, we've got to ground it in our, our identity in Christ, beloved of God. But then God says, okay, there's, there's work that you have to do. 
and and paying attention to step by step, day by day, moment by moment, where where's God at work? How's God bringing me success? Where do I discover God even in the failures? I'm he, something that bubbled up in my life last week is that I'm a problem solver. Mm, sure. And so somebody uh, was really helping me process through that. And I'm trying to shift a little bit rather than just being a problem solver. Where's there an opportunity for growth? That is more than semantics that my, my job in life is not just to solve problems, but to see the world as an opportunity for me to grow, grow in my trust and my dependence of God grow as a person grows a problem. A husband, a father, a grandfather, a friend, a brother in Christ. That's a that's a different orientation in life. God, that's how good. are you going to use this moment to stretch me and grow me into the person you made me to be? Amen. That's really good. Terry, uh, before you leave us, talk to us about your church, Christ Community Church of the South Hills. I mean, I, I've been to your church. I see you here on Zoom. And as you are here on Zoom in some ways, is as you are on Sunday mornings. Yeah, we, we I try to... Try to have a through line uh, in, in the spaces I show up in. Uh, I, I have this privilege of pastoring this group of people called Christ Community Church. We, uh, we meet on Sunday mornings at the Crown Plaza Hotel on Fort Couch Road in Upper St. Clair, right across the street from South Hills uh, Village. Right now, we're actually working through the Gospel of Mark, uh, just kind of verse by verse, chapter by chapter. And it's a real delight just to delve deeply into the story of Jesus and unpack that. And I'm having a blast opening up God's word with my people right now. Fabulous. And, and significantly and actively saying we do not inhabit for whatever reasons, of course, you know, those reasons, a regular church building. Yeah. That's been part of our journey for 18, 19 years now of just saying, you know, our, our understanding of the faith is all about relationships, our relationship with God through Christ, our relationship with one another our relationship with the world. So what would it look like to be a church that focuses on relationships and we're, we're, we're moving sanctuaries wherever we go into the world, That's cool. being active uh, makers of shalom. Fabulous. Tara, it's always a pleasure. Uh, I count it a blessing that you're with us here on a monthly basis. Thank you so much. Oh, it's a joy, John. Good to see you. You as well. Terry Tim, Christ Community Church of the South Hills. We started talking about St. Francis of Assisi, his prayer for peace, and moved downstream from that. Always a great pleasure. I was at a big family get-together recently. There were four generations and a zillion people there, and I was sitting in the back corner of the room with Grandpa. Ryan, he says, it seemed like yesterday this room was just me. The days are long, but the years are way too short. At United Faith Mortgage, the best part of my job is helping new home buyers because I often get to hear about life's little things. My son saw the treehouse in the backyard and we knew it was home. Or, this will be our first basement. We're going to make it an awesome game room. As the years fly by, way too short. I believe that God has given us these kind of little things in the middle of the chaos. It's simply our job to notice and appreciate them. If you happen to be thinking new home, I hope you'll consider us. We're committed to Word FM and one-on-one -on -one white glove service. And we also have this fancy direct lender advantage thing that can often save you money at unitedfaithmortgage.com. United Mortgage Corp. Melbourne, New York. And number 1330. That's the Department of Banking and Securities. Mortgage lender license 22672. At the original Mattress Factory, quality is at the heart of everything we do. 
While mainstream mattress companies have decreased their quality to cut costs, OMF still hand-builds our mattresses and box springs to last. We build two-sided mattresses that can be flipped and rotated to improve long-term comfort and durability. We also build real flexing box springs that act as a shock absorber for the mattress. It's all designed with you in mind. Visit an OMF location today to see the original Mattress Factory difference for yourself. Train up a child in the way they should go. Well, you know the rest. It's a calling you take very seriously as a Christian parent. And Trinity Christian School in Forest Hills seeks to honor your commitment by working together with parents to prepare students who are academically sound and spiritually ready to take their place in the world through a classical approach to education that helps build a faith from which they will never depart. Trinity Christian School, one of the top K-12 schools in Allegheny County at trinitychristian.net. Want to say big on new blinds? Blindster.com offers custom-made blind shades and shutters shipped directly to you at prices less than big box retailers. Shop Blindster now and save 45% off any order. Just use code RADIO. Offer ends soon. Shop today. Blindster.com. The battle lines are drawn. The war for America's soul is on the line. Learn who's on the right side. Join Salem Media Group and this station for the Battleground Talkers Tour. Coming in October as the best mind in conservative media and thought dissect the coming midterm election. Wired Differently presents Gallagher, Hewitt, Prager, and Tatum, the Battleground Talkers Tour, Thursday, October 20th at the Doubletree by Hilton and Greentree. Tickets at wordfm.com. Sponsored in part by Abernathy and Hagerman Law. We are everywhere. On your radio at 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. Remember how weird it was in the throes of the pandemic? Remember, you know, we got an email, you know, early on, like uh, in, in late February of 2020, uh, here at the station, you know, all essential non-personnel should not be in studio. So we embarked on this time away where we were broadcasting from our spare rooms, which is very, very strange. And then you drive on the parkway, there would literally be like three cars, some guy like thinking he was on the Autobahn who was going 120, and then, you know... Very rarely would you see other human beings. Everything got super, super strange. And then, of course, the political overlay with, you know, masks and vaccines and all that vitriol and anger towards that. Isn't it good? I think most of it truly is really over. And despite what, you know, President Biden said, uh, you know, the pandemic's over. Of course, people are still being hospitalized to some degree. There are still people dying of COVID, whatnot. Uh, not to minimize that. I'm not trying to minimize that at all. Deep respect for anybody who's out there, of course, on the front lines in healthcare, and of course the overlay of what happened to doctors and nurses and healthcare professionals and all that. All that to say that we're excited because for the first time since the pandemic, we're going to gather uh, with your pastor. We think maybe your pastor, if he signed up for the uh, Word FM uh, annual pastor appreciation luncheon. I believe that registration is closed. It, it's going to happen on Thursday, but I can't tell you how excited. We just spent that time talking with Terry Tim, who's a pastor here locally. If you know, if you go to church on a regular basis, if you're, if you have a church family and you look around on, you know, a Sunday morning or whenever it is that you worship, you think these are my people. They know me for better or worse. And, you know, that person up front, man or woman, you show yourselves to them. They see you if they're engaged, and you know how most pastors are. 
They've got their pulse on what's going on. They see you for better or worse. So I'm so excited to go out. It will be at the Priory on the north side. That's a beautiful. Four seats left. Four seats left. Okay, four seats left. That's interesting. All right, wordfm.com. I think it's forward slash pastors to register uh, for that. Uh, that's cool. Come and join us. You know, if you've not yet, like you just heard our producer Gary say, you know, four seats are left. That's very cool. S- to gather, other and nothing else going on, just to gather and say, hey, you, pastor, man, woman, whoever it is that you are, you you showed up on Zoom in the pulpit when everybody else was sitting at home alone or whatnot through all that entirety of all that debacle we've been through. We just want to say thanks. We just want to honor you for who you are and for how you teach with patience and grace and wisdom all the time. You you know, you lay out your life on us. You share your family with us. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Pastor. And a very difficult, unthankful job that you find yourself in, that the gospel is proclaimed. Thank you indeed. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group. This is Ryan Anderson. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.